Tom Shankman here with my lovely wife Susan. Hi. And I like to call her the Bride of Tom. And you're the Groom of Susan. So we are the Groom of Susan and the <laughs> Bride of Tom. <laughs> hey, it's good to be with you today. Um, it's a beautiful day here on 3.3 mm. or 3.3 acre homestead in southern Minnesota. We got 12 inches of snow the other day. Mm -hmm. The most in the state. We're very proud of that. <laughs> Doesn't happen that often. Mm -hmm. But um, look outside, there's still quite a bit of snow, but I think they say it'll be gone by Saturday, which is Hallelujah. two days from now. So we're praising God for that. Yes. And Saturday is also spring, the first day of spring, praise the Lord. So we're looking forward to a warmer season and a better season. You plant potatoes on Good Friday. God willing, we will plant potatoes on Good Friday. Pastor Bob and Judy do. Yeah, yeah. So we learn, we learn our lessons from the true farmers. Well, anyway, we've got a really exciting message to share with you. I've been meditating on this for a few days. Uh, we were busy mm -hmm. last week, and I've had this message. No, I what guess, were we busy with? Well, getting ready for the grandkids is the main thing. That's a full-time job for Grandma. And uh, so for about a week, I've been kind of percolating on this. And then Susan and I have been talking about it together. And it's a story about the woman with the alabaster box. And we're going to be in Luke chapter 7, if you want to grab your Bible. And we'll read there. Uh, before we go any further, why don't we pray and ask the Lord okay. to help us with his word. Father, we, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for the life that's in it. Mm -hmm. We thank you for the anointing upon your word. And Lord, we just ask you to anoint our, our lips, anoint our thoughts, anoint our ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to your people today. We thank mm -hmm. you for your blessing upon every person that uh, hears this message, Lord, that it will go deep into their heart and it will bring a mighty, powerful change and a victory that they have not known before. And we oh, pray these good. things in Jesus' name. Amen. And all the people shouted out there, amen. amen. Praise God. All right, Luke chapter 7. And we'll begin reading in verse 36. I'll read a few verses here. And then, Susan, if you have something to chime in with, well, we want to hear that because uh, I believe you have some valuable insights we need too. Then one of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him. And he went to the Pharisee's house and sat down to eat. And behold, a woman in the city who was a sinner. Oh my. She was a sinner. When she knew that Jesus sat at the table at the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flax of fragrant oil and stood at his feet behind him weeping and began to wash his feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with fragrant oil. Now the Pharisee who had invited him saw this. Now when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he spoke to himself saying, this man, if he were a prophet, would know who and what manner of woman this is and who is touching him, for she is a sinner. Oh, there's a whole lot in there. Yes, there is. And you know, <clears throat> this story is really about a contrast between two types of people, the Pharisee and this woman. 
And I, I think maybe I was trying to think of a title for this message. I, I'm thinking maybe we'll, we'll call it uh, How to Treat Jesus. How to Treat Jesus. Because uh, we, we see from Jesus's reaction to all this that this woman treated him right. You know, the Pharisee treated him wrong. You could call it How to Treat People. That'd be good too. This is a valuable message there. How to treat people but also how to treat Jesus. And you know, when you really treat Jesus right. You, you treat people right. That's right. Because they are made in his image and also Jesus died for them. Regardless of whether they're walking with the Lord or in a church or doing what you think they should do or whatever, they're still valuable to the Lord. You know, when we first came to the Lord, we were sinners. Yeah. And the people in the church embraced us, not because of our sin, but because we were human beings. Yeah. And they wanted us to get touched by Jesus. And they treated us right, and so we went back. And the Lord was drawing us. But if those people had been mean... I wouldn't go back. I visited uh, many churches, and you know, if they don't treat you right, uh, yeah. see you later. I was talking to my nephew the other day, and he's probably going to be looking for a church in a new city. And, and he gave me some of the things that he'll be looking for. And you know, number one on the list was a loving church. Mm. And so we need in our churches, we need to be loving, and in our lives, you know, if we're Maybe we put on a big smile at church and are loving there, but what about at Walmart? <laughs> or driving to Walmart. And yeah, the... driving to Walmart. So uh, you see, God's really working on our character. Yes. And letting us know that it's really important how we live and how we project Jesus. Amen. Talk a little bit about this alabaster flax of fragrant oil. It's interesting. I did a little research on the alabaster, and this was a substance of calcium carbonate, actually, that was used for making uh, flasks or boxes to contain fragrance. And the where they got the material was from caves, where the water dripped on the floor of the cave, it would produce a residue of this car uh, uh, carbonate, calcium carbonate, and they would take that and they would use it and it would make this beautiful vessel uh, to put the fragrant oil in. And it was marble-like, so it had different streaks mm -hmm. of different colors. Now, alabaster sometimes today is used for a different substance, which is more like gypsum, like all white. But in those days, it was had different colors, mm -hmm. different shades in it. And it was created over a period of time through this dripping process. And I was thinking about that. That's kind of like our lives, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, the things that we've gone through makes a different different shades, different things. And, and uh, you know, God can really make something beautiful out of that. I think we have to realize that we are beautiful because God made us. You know, a, a lot of times we get hurt and abused and, and you know, we get kind of twisted up. And, yeah. But really, we're beautiful. And God made you beautiful. Mm -hmm. 
And then there was this fragrant oil, which was, it was olive oil, but it had these expensive, precious, aromic, uh, aromatic fragrances. And it was very expensive. By the way, this story, uh, similar stories, there's actually three times in the Bible that it's told, but actually they're probably three different events because this one's in a completely different time than the other. The other two are during the last week of Jesus's physical life on earth. And it was pertaining to this woman was anointing him for his burial. And there was different lessons that were taught in these different uh, events. And the lesson in the, the latter events, the ones I'm talking about during his last days, his last week, was about how Judas was complaining about the cost of the fragrant oil and how could it be sold for 300 pence and given to the poor. And Jesus said, you know, you have the poor with you always, but I'm here just for a short time and she's anointed my body for burial. But this story is completely different. This is at the Pharisee's house and this is earlier in his ministry. And also the lesson is completely different as we'll see. But we do know that this was very costly oil that she poured upon his feet. I have a question. Yes, questions are Is good. Is that Mike supposed to be in the middle of the picture? Yes. Oh. That's to let them know that we are online. <laughs> We're live. Yeah, so we have a little better sound quality by using a mic rather than uh, just, just the phone. Oh, so. sorry. Yeah, no, it's all right. All right, so, um, Anyways, this, this Pharisee was upset and it says that he said within himself, this woman's a sinner. Well, he didn't, it, it, what he said was true. She was a sinner because the Bible says she was a sinner. We don't know what her sin was. I mean, many people assume that she was a harlot, but it doesn't say that. So we don't really know what she was, but she was a sinner. Was she I was, was a sinner before I came to Christ. Yeah, and I was too. And the thing of it is, too, I think for us, we knew we were sinners. Uh, yeah, and some folks, like this Pharisee, you see, he didn't recognize that he was a sinner. But we'll get to that, more to that in just a minute. But he said within himself, he's, he's judging the situation. He's judging Jesus. He says, oh, if this man was really a prophet, he would know this woman's a sinner, and he wouldn't let her touch him. Uh-huh. So, in verse 40, it says, Then Jesus answered... And said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. And he said, teacher, say it. So Jesus answered something that Simon didn't say. In other words, he said it up here. Jesus had a word of knowledge about what this Pharisee was thinking. And so then he gives this parable, this story, to teach a truth. So let's listen to that. There was a certain creditor who had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii and the other 50. And when they had nothing with which to repay, he freely forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him more? Simon answered and said, I suppose the one who he forgave more. And Jesus said to him, you have rightly judged. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, do you see this woman? Do you see this woman? Look at this woman. Do you see people? Yeah, that's good. We need to see people. We mm -hmm. need to have our eyes open. You know, we were at uh, 
at a Walmart oh. yesterday and we walked out and there was a man that Susan talked to and thanked him for bringing the carts in. And it was like, he was so surprised, right? <laughs> it's like, I don't think anybody ever talked to him, but we need to talk to people. We need to open our eyes to, to the people that are around us. And I think today too, with the phones, we've kind of always got our face in the phone mm -hmm. and we're missing so much. And it's, I mean, it's the same. We're, we're busy, we're racing here and there. We're going to do something. We got our mind on what we're doing. But we forget, hey, we're ambassadors for Christ, you know. Well, we're to go into all the world. Yeah. And uh, so we're supposed to be engaging people all the time. And, you yeah. know, I understand. I get peopled out, you know. Um, and, you know, you have to sow to yourself. But in generally speaking... We need to start seeing people, start engaging people, yeah. uh, sowing seeds of love, sowing seeds of kindness. Um, and, you know, and then somebody else will come along and water that seed and somebody else will come. You know, so we're um, building a relationship with those people in the spiritual realm. I know that sounds kind of far out, but, you know, we are kingdom builders mm -hmm. when we start seeing people and you know um something that that always grieves my heart is kind of like how we treat children yeah and we we just totally ignore them you know uh, if we're adult we only communicate with adults you know and i know uh, sometimes in churches you know uh the uh, the Adults don't uh, sometimes uh, don't speak to a child or say hi or smile. You know, we need to be engaging children. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I know at the store, you know, we we're at the end of the pandemic or hopefully, hopefully you know, and you have a more. mask on. And there was this little child, I would say it'd be three years old, sitting in a cart and she had something and she had this big smile on her face. So I smiled back, but she couldn't see me that I smiled. So I told her, I said, I'm really smiling under here. <laughs> I don't know if she comprehended it or not, but yeah. you know, we have to care for, you know, and it goes for old people, not that we're old, but you know, sometimes we're, um, we neglect uh, the elderly and the young. We just care about people in our own age group or teenagers, you know, yeah. red hair and piercings all over. Hey, come or, on, let's engage them. Or just, you know, our own circle of friends. We find that so much in churches that people are in there, they have their little group and that's who they talk to. And if you come in as a visitor, it's like, who are you? <laughs> it's really, we really need to change that, you know, and, and love people when they're in our midst. Praise God. But anyway, that's a little side trip. But Jesus said, see this woman, son? See, see this woman? Look at what's happening here. Do you see this woman? I entered into your house and you gave me no water from my feet, but she has washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair, the hair of her head. You gave me no kiss, but this woman has not ceased to kiss my feet since the time that I came in. You did not anoint my head with oil, but this woman has anointed my feet with fragrant oil. 
Therefore I say to you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. And he said to her, your sins are forgiven. So we see a great contrast here between this Pharisee and this woman. The Pharisee didn't wash Jesus' feet. Now we need to understand that, you know, in our culture, if somebody comes over for dinner, we don't normally uh, ask them to take their shoes and socks off and, and, um, and wash their feet. But in those days, of course, they were open shoes or sandals and okay. their feet were dirty. And it was just a, a common courtesy in those times to wash the visitor's feet. Normally it would be a household servant that would take a basin of water and kneel down before the person and wash their feet. And, and you know, hospitality uh, was such a, a big thing and there were certain things that went along with that hospitality and washing the feet was one of them. And also kissing, you know, when someone come in, came in, they would kiss him on the cheek. Many times, many countries, you still see that today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We had a brother in Christ that took the scriptures literally, give, give, the, give the brother in a holy kiss so he would kiss us. And uh, there was nothing untoward about it. It was just uh, obeying the scripture and, and showing love and hospitality. But the culture was different in those days. Mm -hmm. And also the anointing with oil, you know, was another thing that, that took place. And as far as I can see, that would be like extraordinary. I mean, that would be extra. I'm really happy you're here. I'm going to anoint your head or anoint your feet with oil. I'm going to give you this, you know, it's like a super abundant greeting of love and happiness. It's like an overflowing joy. Many times, you know, the Bible talks a lot about anointing with oil. Even in Psalm 23, it says the good shepherd anoints my head with oil. So it's, it's, a, it's a symbol of love and devotion. And here's this woman, she's, she's loving Jesus. She's pouring out her heart. She's weeping. She's, she's wiping her, uh, his feet with her hair. She's, her tears are falling on his feet. So there's something going on in this situation with this woman. She was a sinner, but something was happening in her heart. You have to believe that the tears that she was shedding were tears of remorse and repentance. Well, you know, this I just thought of this, you know, the story of Zacchaeus. He was in the tree mm -hmm. and Jesus saw him, but he was aware that Jesus was coming and this woman was aware. Right. So she was seeking. Yeah. She was she was a seeker even in her sin just like tom and i yeah uh, she was a seeker she was seeking something from jesus and this whole scenario was not that uncommon among the jews or the greeks or the romans that if someone was like especially a conquered people they would come before the conqueror or the king and bow bow before them and and kiss their feet and it was an act of, of uh, subjection and a way to ask for something. And I believe this woman was asking for something. I believe she was asking for forgiveness. Now you see the Pharisee, he didn't think he needed to ask for forgiveness. He was like the man that was only forgiven the 50, 50 denarii, you know, uh, he, he was okay. And that's, it's the same today. There's a lot of folks that, you know, they have, they're in the right church. 
They have the right doctrine. They're upstanding citizens in the community. You know, they look good. Their family looks good. They wear a tie. You know, they wash their hair. People don't wear ties. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> they used to wear a tie. But you know, praise the Lord, uh, it's a matter of the heart. And mm -hmm. this woman had a heart for Jesus. She wanted to show him love and hospitality. And by the way, in those days, when there was a, a, a dinner, it wasn't like us, we were shut up in our house. They, it was more of an open thing, you know, where people might come in and out. And this lady came, came in from the city and stood at his feet because they weren't sitting in chairs either. They were like on a couch and his feet were probably out behind him. And she stood there and then she bowed down and wept and washed his hair with her feet and kissed his feet, you know, and then poured this ointment on him. You know, there, there wasn't only the Pharisee and Jesus and this woman, but there was other people around and they're all observing what is taking place. And that's what I was kind of talking about before is that um, our actions speak louder than words. People are always observing us. And some people know we're Christians and some people don't. But, you know, um, people are observing your actions. Mm -hmm. So this woman, her actions were good, according to Jesus. <clears throat> he said her sins, which are many. See, it wasn't a matter of, oh, it's okay, you know, mm -hmm. just keep on sinning. No, she had many sins. You have to recognize your sin. You know, mm -hmm. that was really the problem with the Pharisee. He didn't recognize his sin because he's keeping all the rules he's doing. He's in the right religion. He's, you know, at the top of the totem pole in his religion, you know. But he didn't have any heart for Jesus. He didn't demonstrate any heart for Jesus. But she demonstrated her love for Jesus. And she came and she humbled, him, humbled herself before him. And she received salvation. If we go on and read, it says, those that sat on the table with him began to say within themselves, who is this who even forgives sin? So they're judging him too. Then he said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Don't worry about these guys. Don't worry about these religious folks. You know, Jesus' conflict is interesting because he, his conflict was almost always with uh, religious, the religious leaders because of their, you know, focus on all the rules and their judgmentalism and condemning people. But, the, you know, the Bible said he was like a friend of sinners, you know, because people were drawn to him and they were transformed. And that's, that's really what the New Testament's about. When you see Jesus, you're transformed. That's right. Maybe little by little, but you're transformed yeah. when you see Jesus because you can not enter into the kingdom of God unless you see. Yeah. And, you know, the, the thing that I was thinking about with this story is, you know, we have these, these things that we look at to, to see if a person's saved. Right. Uh, you know, maybe it's going through a membership class or are walking the aisle, you know, and, and I believe in membership classes and I believe in walking the aisle. Mm 
or maybe it's baptism. I believe in baptism too. But the thing of it is, you can do all those things and still not be changed in your heart. But you mm. see, this woman had a change of heart. She humbled herself and she loved Jesus. Jesus wants us to love him. It needs to be a religion of the heart, not outward things. And when it's, you do that, he looks past so that, you know, the Bible said, man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. You know, sometimes we have a casual relationship, you know, and uh, I, I believe the Lord is looking for something deeper, like a, I know some clerks at some stores, you know, it's a casual relationship. And I think sometimes we get a little too casual with, with Father God, you know, like, oh, hi, how are you doing today? Well, you know. Yeah, well, I think, I think the key, you know, and I was thinking about that too, you know, it, it's really, you know, if we, say, if we say casual, we might think, well, if you wear a, a T-shirt, you can't worship God, but it's the reverence. Yeah, I, I asked. I asked you the other day. Yeah, because we you talked <laughs> about this. It's the reverence. She she was reverent. The the Pharisee, even though he was very religious, he had no reverence. Oh, know? well, getting back the other day, we pray in the morning, but we were both in our jammies, and I thought, oh, you know, should should I get dressed for the day? You know, right. so I'm presentable to to talk to Father God. <laughs> You know, but um, no, you know, because he's, 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 he's looking here. Yeah. Here. So are you presentable here? Yeah. yeah. That's the, that's the key to that thing, you know, and, and, and this woman, even though her life was a mess, you know, she recognized that things were not right. And she knew that Jesus was the answer and she obtained salvation. He said, your faith has saved you. You believed in me. I'm the savior. See, Jesus wasn't looking at the outward, and the Pharisee was looking at the outward. Yeah. And he looks in the inward. So uh, don't try to run from God, uh, you know, because you, you know you look like a sinner, you act like a sinner. He already knows. Right. <laughs> He's looking here. And, you know, I, I touched on this, but I, I feel to emphasize this, too, is that don't be put down by what other people's opinion of you are, you know, mm -hmm. because people will judge you about by your past. They judge you by your appearance. Where you live, what you kind know. of car you drive, what kind I know, of phone you have. I've been a minister of the gospel for many years, but, you know, sometimes if I'll meet somebody and I happen to have work clothes on or something like that, well, then it's hard for them to believe that, that I'm a preacher of the gospel. Well, I'm the same person either way, but you see, man looks at the outward appearance. And, well, that's another story. But yes. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, it's good. It's good for ministers to, to look, you know, we're ambassadors. But there's times when we look different and man will just look, they just look at what they see with their eyes. Or, or they see that you're a woman Right, and they oh, yeah. they figure you don't know nothing about cars, which yeah. I don't. But you know, uh, they figure you you just don't know what you're. You know, you go into a hardware store and you know what you want. Yeah, and they just kind of write you off because you're a woman. 
or you're a woman and you have no right to preach the gospel. Ooh, Ooh that's another one. God looks at the heart. Thank God he uses women. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy, mm -hmm. thank God. So um, God looks at the heart and he's looking at your heart today. Mm -hmm. And he knows where you've been and what you've been through and the hurts you've experienced and the pain. He knows the things that you've done wrong. And he's just waiting for you to come to him. Now, mm -hmm. you don't have to do physically necessarily what this woman did, but you can draw from this example and you can reverence the Lord and mm -hmm. you can humble yourself and, and repent and believe in Jesus and have reverence for him. Praise God. Amen. He wants you in his family. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to lead you in a prayer if you've never accepted Jesus or if you've been away from the Lord. You know, sometimes we need, we've, we've been born again. We're in the family of God, but mm -hmm. we've grown cold and we have to come back in repentance and recognize our right position with the Lord. You know, he's up here, we're down here, amen. And then when we humble ourselves, he lifts us up, praise God. Mm -hmm. So I'll lead you in a prayer. You can pray it your own way. You can pray after, we, after we're done, mm -hmm. but let God touch your heart today. Mm -hmm. And say, dear Father, thank you for Jesus. Yes. I believe he died for me. Mm -hmm. I believe he rose again. And I humble myself, Lord, and recognize I need you. Yes. I turn from sin. Mm -hmm. I repent. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for making me a new creature. Thank you for loving me. Mm. I love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, if, if, if you have a question about what we have talked about, just drop us a note, or if you have a, a question about us, mm -hmm. you know, uh, I know my daughter has a blog and, and she posts pictures and she'll be talking about uh, something, but somebody will notice something in her background and ask her a question. So if you have a, a question about um, what we've talked about today, or is my hair naturally curly? I'll save you the time, yes it is. <laughs> But if you have a question, you know, you know, maybe we don't know the answer, but maybe we can direct you. Yeah. You know, that's, there's, we're an information center. There you go. And we can direct you. Yeah. Or we can say something. Yeah. So you can connect with us on our website. Mm -hmm. Also, if you're, <clears throat> if you're watching this on YouTube, check out our channel because we have many videos there. Those of you that are listening on the podcast, uh, check out our podcast channel. And, you know, just we just love to connect with you. Amen? Mm -hmm. And we want to bless you. Praise God. Jesus wants to connect with you. Yeah, it's really Amen. true. It's really true. Hey, Susan, would you just pray for the folks before we finish today? Father God, I just thank you, Father God, that people are um, receptive receiver of your word today. And I thank you, Father God, that you're going to build on the foundation of Jesus Christ in our listeners' lives. In Jesus' name I pray. And I bless you in the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Good News for Everyone. 
from Tom Shanklin Ministries. Tom and I want to invite you to visit our website at www.shanklinministries.org. You will find many encouraging articles and videos and podcasts. There's news about our worldwide outreach and also ways you can connect with us. We'd love to hear from you.